Welcome to episode 14 of LMNOP, the podcast about the best show that's ever been aired on television, Elementary. Cobra Kai. It's a TV series based off the Karate Kid, which I've never seen, but I was like, maybe people punch each other in the face, and they do, and it's great. And you think that makes it the best show on television? Uh, yes. How much hitting the pate is there? Ooh, you mean the forehead? I mean the pate. Hmm. Pate by numbers. How how much hitting the pate is there in Cobra Kai? Oh, um, I don't know. They never mentioned the pate. Hmm. Already points docked. Okay, well, what do you think the best show in television is? I don't is? think! I know, I've noticed. <laughs> Boom! Got him! Hiya! Cobra Kai! Cobra Kai never dies. Strike first, strike hard. No mercy. That's too much. Lamborghini Swerby. <laughs> the demons in my Furby. I it's think like he having, wants to hurt me. It's like having Kanye West in my living room. <laughs> because Alec Fark was in 2020. Ugh, two things I enjoy. <laughs> I did not enjoy in 2020. Yeah, me neither. But I didn't want to say that I didn't like you, so. Oh, thanks. Anyway, this is a show about elementary. Oh, elementary on CBS. On CBS. Johnny Lee, Lucy Miller, Miller, Lou. Two best friends doing detective stuff. I'm your host, Val Flake Cub, a.k.a. Sherlock Holmes Movies. And I'm your other host, Alec, a.k.a. an amateur filer. Not quite a profiler yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Thanks. It's your hobby. Yeah. File. Do it on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to file. Mm. What do you file? Things. St- stuff. Like nail file or like files? A file thing. Filing cabinet. Depends on the weekend. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're a bit of a renaissance man when it comes to <laughs> filing. That's my drag name. Renaissance. <laughs> pretty good thank you it's copywritten so don't even think about taking it peter (laughs) yeah i hope peter listens to this podcast yeah me too we love you peter i love you peeper you love his peeper (laughs) yeah it's a good one (laughs) Uh uh-oh speaking of peepers here's bobo hi bobo probably not best to encourage him when he's when he comes to spy on our podcast because he doesn't know no not that his least. role is to be seen and not heard yeah i mean you say his name and of course he's gonna perk up and jumping on the bed and be like yeah you want hello but then we're like ew why are you so close get away from you're me. interfering with the podcast you're doing something here um this is not good radio Bobo. Like, he makes messages <laughs> I just want someone to scratch my butt, but also no one to touch my butt ever, so... Never touch it! Yeah, he's funny, because I'll, I'll pet his hip, and he'll lie back and, like, spread his legs for me to pet him. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm not gonna pet your butt front. 
Yeah, and it's so weird because when he wants to, you know, my attention, he'll he'll paw at me. But then as soon as I grab his paw and start eating it, he he hates it all. He's of a like, sudden. get away from me. Yeah. So I guess it's mixed messages all around. You I'm know, like make up your furry mind. He learned it from watching you. <laughs> so the episode of Elementary that we are discussing today, episode fourteen of season one. One. By the way, I have our podcast listed by season and then episode. I think uh, I'm going to switch it so that it's just numbers mm. so that we can eventually get to like episode 69, for example. Nice. It's it's how animes are listed, are numbered, which confused the heck out of me when I was watching One Punch Man because it was it's a season two, episode 13. And I was like, where are the first 12 episodes? But it's just because. But it was it was the 12 episodes of season one. But they also say the season for American watchers. Yeah. But the, the episode number just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you see a, a change in your podcatcher, you know, that's why. So you're probably noticed, you're probably paying close attention to what number it says. It next also won't the episode even of elementary. come into play for like four months. What are you talking about? It's because right now, I mean, this is episode 14. Yeah. Season one, episode 14, or just episode 14. Oh, so, four months till we get to season two? Yeah. Because we have 10 episodes left? Yeah. And four times four is? 10. 10? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I believe it. God, it's going to be 2021 before we even get to season two. Uh, it'll definitely be 2021 before we get to season three. Oh, yes, easily. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want to make say something and then look stupid later, you know? Unlike all of the rest of this podcast. <laughs> That'd be the worst. I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, you don't you save yourself from that embarrassment by sounding stupid immediately. All the time, yeah. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Yeah. Low expectations. But it's like it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I choose to be dumb. Mm-hmm. Season one, episode fourteen. We didn't even get to the title of the episode yet. Oh. It's called the deductionist. The deductionist. 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 With sound, which quack. Is, yeah. Oh fuck. Quack like a duck. Yeah. Deductionist. The duck. Deductionist. Shinist. Was a shinist. It's a French pastry, right? No, it's a, like he's a duck that plays the piano, like a pianist. Deductionist. De- so a person that plays the piano is a a, a person shinist. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all I know is that the duck plays with a whole lot of other animals and that also play musical instruments. However, uh, the duck gets first billing. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode starts very sexily. Well, it is the... um, it's the fourth episode in the cycle, which means it's time for it to start off with um, sexy sex. It does that. Like, it's it's like murder, 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 sex. Murder, 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 sex. Hmm. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Wish there was more sex. Yeah. To but, be honest. I mean, I guess the most nudity we ever get is... Charlie Miller's whole torso. Yeah. And, and his belly. What do you think a torso is? Just the nips. <laughs> No, that's what I mean by whole torso. Nah. This belly button is the whole of the torso. Gotcha. Show whole. That's what it means. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so this episode starts with flashing lights and it's a bump of the boat. It's a bump of the drum. Baby, be bump, 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 Immersive podcasting. It's really sexy music. Mm-hmm. And there's these two 
Very sexy ladies. One's wearing a bra with a mesh top over it. Whoa, so you can see the bra through her top? You can see everything through the top. The e- even bra. her torso? Yeah. Wow. The rest of her torso. Well, not her torso because it's covered up by her bra. Gotcha. But anyway. <laughs> and, you know, like little booty shorts or whatever. And the two of them are like kissing each other. And Whoa. And um, this is happening also, by the way, in Sherlock's house. Oh, We didn't dang. mention that part. Sherlock's having a party. Sherlock is sitting in a chair and he's just breathing very deliberately. I can't tell if he's like angry or like holding it in or like he's just focusing he's focusing really hard on something hard on (laughs) (laughs) something he's focusing really erection something Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) he's looking erectionly it's like did you see that the uh, tweet that's like male authors writing female characters and it's like she breasted down the stairs boobily yeah yeah (laughs) he's doing that um but he's he has so much chest hair just his whole the whole the whole front part his torso's chest here he was shirtless yes yes Ah, he was was. i thought he was wearing a shirt season one oh you thought he was wearing a a hairy shirt perhaps i just thought it was a brown shirt (laughs) (laughs) i can't recommend this show enough if you like friendship deduction bare chests of men what else do you need Man chest of bears. So these two ladies are are, uh, being very sexy, and Sherlock is just sitting there looking. He's watching them, and he's breathing very heavily. And um, they're like, all right, you ready to get to the act? And he's like, I thought you would never ask. (laughs) And he's still very focused. And they're like, great. And so they handcuff him to the chair, and then they turn the music off, and they turn the lights off, and they uh, get up, and they start walking around, and they're like, where's your safe? Where are all your valuables? What is this, intermission? That's what Sherlock says. And they say, no, this is the robbery part. We're robbing you. We're robbing. uh, We're robbing your hood. We're robbing your. uh, We're robbing the hood right off your head. Nope. Um, (laughs) Where's your milk? We're robbing the hood. (laughs) We're robbing your hood. And Sherlock is like, wow, I never thought this would happen to me, except that I did because I read about it in the papers and I'm a crime solver. So obviously this is a setup. Gentlemen, Mr. Police, and Bell like comes in like badge first. I just noticed that he like walks up this. He's like comes out from behind whatever he was you know hiding from, and he's just holding his badge right in front of his. Good, you should identify yourself. Yes, yes. Not gun though. No, just badge. Anyone can have a gun. You know what? That's true. It's America. Not that they should, but they can. You just find one on the streets. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I used to, my neck would hurt because every time I walked around, I would look down at the ground looking for, for loose change. Mm-hmm. And now my neck hurts because I'm always looking down at the ground for loose glocks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pizza. <laughs> Who do you think I am, Balto? Yeah, you said when you take him on walks, you are always looking to see if there's food on the ground or something that he could eat. Yeah, well, he's a hunky boy. Mm-hmm. We never feed him, so... So cruel. Yeah. It's because we hate him. Balta, you're the worst. Just kidding. We love you. He's asleep. So um, th- this little vignette ends with Sherlock being like, so... Um, could I keep the hand- handcuffs, though? Because there's a part where he's like, when they're like, we're robbing you, you see the back, like, see his back, and you see that he's not trying to uncuff himself at all from the handcuffs, which should be like your first clue that... He's there on purpose. Yeah. He's being entrapped on purpose. 
Then, so yeah, so then he holds up the two pairs of handcuffs and he's like, He got out! Of course he did. And he's like, can I keep these though? It's almost like he's like a little Houdini. Yeah, or like he studies handcuffs and practices getting himself out of them all the time. It's almost like he has an entire wall full of locks that he's picked behind his back. (laughs) So I believe this is now the opening sequence. Marble. Bum, 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 bum. Mousetrap. Rolling. Angus. Busted. Glass. Go shatter. Wine. Go spilly. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Marble! <laughs> so now we see another um, Sherlock staple of um, something that's very him. Because he's he's practicing single stick. Oh! He's got the big rubber. He's got a big rubber guy. With a target on his forehead, mm-hmm. like a like a boxing dummy. Boxing dummy, yes, but with a target on his forehead, like bullseye. Mm-hmm. So, boxing dummy of Colin Firth. I don't get it. He he was bullseye in Daredevil. Oh, with bullseye. Ben Affleck and Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's just like that. It's a picture of him taped to the boxing dummy. Mm-hmm. But but the Colin Firth picture is actually from SWAT because he does look better in that movie. But he does have a, a bullseye on his forehead. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, Sherlock is. Uh, Did I say Colin Firth? I meant Colin Farrell. Did I? I think you said Colin Firth. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not sure which one. It doesn't matter. Colin Firth is the older one. Yeah, not him. Probably not, Colin not, Farrell. Not King Speech. Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin. Yeah. Call him Farrell. <laughs> Call him. I'll call animal control. <laughs> call him. I hardly know him. Um, so anyway, Sherlock is, uh, he's got this stick in his hand. It's like a broomstick mm-hmm. kind of. And he's just whack, whack, whack. He's hitting this guy. I mean, the boxing dummy on the little bullseye on his forehead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joan is like, what are you d- doing? What is happening here? And he's like, it's single stick. A game where you try to hit your opponent only on the pate. Using one single stick. One single stick. And she's like, why are you holding a sword? And he's like, it's a single stick. And she's like, it looks like a sword. It looks like a stick. It's a stick. It's a stick, Joan. Yeah. So Swords have points. Yeah. And aren't cylindrical. Or made of wood. Mm-hmm. Well, unless you have a wooden sword. Unless you have a wooden sword that's cylindrical and doesn't have a point. Then all of those things would be wrong. Yeah. So we would look like fools. So, so yeah, this is his like sport of choice in the coming show. <laughs> he loves to play single stick. And by play, I mean practice. Yeah, it, it, it's a thing where it shows Sherlock uh, practicing a thing. So, you know, it, he's going to be doing that thing later on. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess he does it in this episode. But he also just does it throughout the series. Yeah, but they introduce it here so they can use it later in the episode. Yeah, you're right. So now Joan is telling Sherlock that she has to go to her apartment because um, her subletters are are making some kind of ruckus or other. And Sherlock is like, well, with your job, why why don't you just not have an apartment? Because you live with your charges. So, like, you could just be a professional nomad. Yeah, you, you basically already live here anyway. She literally lives there. You literally live here. Yeah, that apartment is being sublet. Someone else lives there. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you could live rent-free in New York City. I mean, why not? And she's like, because I don't want to. She's like, that apartment is my sanctum satorum. Mm-hmm. It's I, my scrotum. 
<laughs> that apartment's my scrotum, Sherlock. I, I can't it's give my, it up. Yeah. It's my secretive scrotum. I guess we shouldn't. Not secretive. It just secretes things. Ugh. <laughs> we shouldn't talk about uh, losing a scrotum so close to Balto. No. Sometimes I feel like you just enjoy picking on him. He doesn't speak English. <laughs> Even a little. He doesn't speak any language other than dog sound. But I still feel bad for him on his behalf. That he's been neutered? Yeah. Well, more so that you're just rubbing it in his face. I don't have a scrotum to rub into his face. Yeah, but metaphorically, you just got that big old hairy scrot right up in him. I hate this. All over his dog lips. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's a wet nose. It's cool on your scrot. I don't like anything that you just said. Yeah, well, that's how Balto feels when you talk about him losing bits. I don't think he does feel well, that. Well, he does not confide in you the same way he confides in me. So Joan has to go do that. She has to go talk to her. She has to go to her apartment to talk about the subletters and Ugh. such. And Sherlock has an empty um, an empty docket today. But he's like, those, those ladies were very invigorating. I've got a lot to work out. He goes back to like doing single stick moves on the boxing dummy. And he hits it so hard that it tips over and like, bump, bump, like hits the table on the way down and makes a little rubbery wobble sound. It's really funny. So now we cut to a prisoner delivery. <laughs> I've got one delivery of one prisoner you ordered. Mm-hmm. Ordered one prisoner. Knock, knock, knock. Uh, prisoner here. Um, so, yeah, there's like this badass music playing. So, you know, he's like a scary, badass dude. Yeah, because without the music, he just kind of looks like a dude. He looks like a middle-aged, balding, white guy. Ooh, I'm so scary. You don't have hair on the top of your head. Anyway, he is there to give... um, A kidney to his sister. Yes. Who needs a kidney. But who also needs to not talk to him. Yeah. She's not interested. Nope. She doesn't want anything from him except a kidney. Just give me that kidney and shut your mouth. Get the... Just leave it on the front porch and get the fuck out. Are you, you trying to talk to me? Are you kidney me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, yeah, she's getting a no-contact delivery of her kidney. Um, she's asking the driver to text her when it's on the front step, and she'll come out and get it. Mm-hmm. And um, so they bring him into the... Uh, Operating room. Yes. He's in there. He's been handcuffed right up until the moment he's knocked out by anesthesia. And, um... Who's just a large man with boxing gloves. His name is Anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Anesthesia. And don't you dare tell him that Annie is a girl's name. No. Or he'll take those gloves off and give you one four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's 14 punches. <laughs> one four. <laughs> So they're about to do the surgery, and the nurse notices, hey, there's something weird with the, like, anesthesia, the IV. There's, like, this bubble under his skin. And, um, of course, he's not actually knocked out, and he grabs a scalpel, and he stabs the nurse, and then he um, slits the throat of the officer that's in there and steals the gun and kills everyone in the room. Wow. Wow. He just... Yeah. He escaped. He just did that. He was like, yeah, I'll give you a kidney. JK, LOL. I'll give the whole world my whole self. By escaping from prison. 
This kidney thought it'd be escaping me, but I'm escaping this kidney jail. I'm, I'm escaping jail. Jail, yeah. Jail, yeah. Yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> so, of course, Sherlock and Joan get called onto the scene. And Joan, because it's like wintry now, it's cold out. You know what Joan is wearing? What? She wore a raspberry beret. The kind you find at a secondhand store. She she's wearing a beret and it's raspberry colored. Oh, like the kind you find at a secondhand store. Yeah. Ah. So nice. Do you have a memory that lasts more than three seconds? Who are you? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they're talking about this guy. So apparently, this guy's name is something Ennis, and he's a serial killer. He killed thirteen women in New New York and New Jersey. All of them blonde, all of them taller than 5'7". Whew. Thank goodness I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Because you're not blonde. Or 5'7", taller then. Right. Comma. And uh, Joan is like, oh, yeah, didn't they, they... I remember him. They call him the peeler. And Sherlock's like, stupid. She's like, what? Didn't he skin people? And he's like, why give him a nickname like he's cool? He's not cool. He's gross and stupid. He's not He's not Spider-Man. Yeah. He's, he's, he doesn't have a cool ability. He's just a serial killer. He's just a dickhead. <laughs> and I do like this. I, I like that Sherlock feels this way. Like, Because a lot of shows do this. I feel like this episode is kind of a take on like criminal minds. Mm-hmm. Um, because it will, we'll get into it. But um, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of crime shows are like, these criminals are so fascinating their their minds are so yeah you know when in reality you know what it is it's difficult to find anybody that kills people that they don't have a connection to (laughs) right most murders are by someone you know because we i didn't like him and i want him to be dead now right so serial killers aren't smart they they're just random Mm -hmm. they're they're just (laughs) <laughs> they're 12 year old girls in their random phase and they're like oh squirrel <laughs> penguin um yeah and and the whole thing about like oh they have to they have this ritual that would be figure out what their ritual is and the thing and the mythology that they're going after it's like they have a compulsion to kill people yeah that's why they do it just look for some dna <laughs> so um so they go into the operating room, the crime scene, and Captain is like, just as a warning, it's bad. Like they ever walk into a crime scene where they're like, this is good. <laughs> this was a very clean murder. This is nice to look at. <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of calm in here. The body's surrounded by flowers. Mm-hmm. Very peaceful vibes. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, but this is especially, you know, bloody, gruesome and it's in like a, a hospital, which is like a place where you're you go because people want to help you and make you alive. I don't know what kind of hospitals you've gone to. What kind of hospitals have you gone to? The first hospital I ever went to, I was warm and safe and loved, and I was ripped out into this cold, cruel world, screaming and naked. Yeah, covered in mucus and poopy. Mm-hmm. Well, not even all my own. Ah, well, <laughs> that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, well, the first time I went to a hospital, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. I could hardly do anything. And now look at me now. Well, one for two is not bad. You know, you're right. 
one for two is not bad, and um, that's a good enough sample size. So we nailed it. Anyway, so um, yeah, so Sherlock looks around. He looks around the scene for like 30 seconds, and he's like, hmm. He pulled the IV out of his arm a little bit so that it would pool under his skin instead of going to his vein and not knock him out. And then he used meditation practices to slow down his heart rate to fool the monitors because they thought that he was out. And then once he did that, he, uh, you know, grabbed a scalpel and stabbed some people and stole a gun and then put the scrubs on of this guy who he shot in the head. uh, And then he, he made his way out. Dang, Sherlock, how'd you figure that one out? Right? And he's like, well, the blood stain, obviously. There's blood. The doy. He's like, I mean, there's blood everywhere, <laughs> obviously, but, um, the, yeah, the, the, uh, he saw, he sees the blood that's been, um, diluted by the anesthesia. And again, Dr. Watson, he's like, what's the most common anesthesia? She's like, propofol. And he's like, propofol. That's probably what we'll find here. There's propofol in that blood, mm-hmm. which confirms everything I just said. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's common knowledge. There are monks and whatever that can slow their heart rate down. I, lo- I love when Sherlock says it's common knowledge. Yeah. Anything. She's like, how How did you not know this? Yeah. Like, everybody's heard of this. Babies know this. Yeah, exactly. He's never like, I read it in a Snapple cap. Interesting fact. <laughs> Do you think he ever, like, if he ever gets a Snapple cap, you think he always just, like, reads it and is like, yeah, duh. No, I think he calls up Snapple and corrects them. <laughs> I got a Snapple fact once that said how many footballs would fit in the Grand Canyon. I don't remember the number, but that was a Snapple fact. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got a Snapple fact that just said, you're gay. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then 10 years later, here we are. Snapple. Snapple. It's a fact. The snap that Snapple's back. Snapple. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he feels, whenever somebody tells him something... He feels the way I feel when I when I get the Snapple fact that says beavers have orange teeth. What? I was I read that and I was just like, yeah, obviously I know. Is it is it from eating all of the wood? I don't know. They're just orange. Why wouldn't they be orange? You know. Mine aren't. Right. Or or beaver bones orange? Oh man. <laughs> now that's a Halloween decoration. Oh, a beaver skeleton. Wow. A fake one. Of course. Yeah. Imitation beaver skeleton. <laughs> skeleton. Sherlock's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a super smart boy, and I figured out what it, how he got out of here. I want to know where he's going. And Captain is like, all right, time to look at the message he left in blood on the door. And apparently on the, the doors of the OR, he wrote, Shadir. Shader. Shed. Ire. It could be an anagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, mix around the letters, you get um, Medrim. Nope, you don't. No, um, you don't. <laughs> uh, you get Sid Rim. There's no um, M. Shedir. S-H-E-D-I-R. Um, him des. Yes. Or, um, no. No, there's no M. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? Because <laughs> I have a memory of three seconds. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a anagram of rid she or um re-dish 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 disher oh disher yeah disher i hardly know her i hardly so um and this is where and the captain is like well our partners are thinking about it so sherlock's like what do you mean our partners and captain is like oh it's a serial case 
in New York and New Jersey, which crosses state lines. So obviously the FBI is involved. Well, FBI, that's an anagram for fib. <gasps> or biff. Or biff. They're going to biff this boff right on. Or, or IBF. Irritable bowel f- friend. <laughs> Less of a syndrome, more of a friend. Aww. So there is a there's this profile profiler Catherine Drummond who is on the case because she she caught Ennis the first time mm, with a giant net. Yeah, yeah. So of course she's back to find him again. And Sherlock is like, profilers, they're all dummies and idiots. What do they know? Nothing. And Jones like, isn't that what you do? Don't you profile people? No, I deduce, Joan. Oh, what's the difference? I'm Sherlock Holmes, and I do dedu- I do deducing, which is smart and good, and profiling is stupid and dumb and bad, according oh, to Sherlock. Yeah. Sounds like he has an issue with profilers. Maybe. A little bit. So this kind of goes back to how Sherlock doesn't think that serial killers are, like, special and interesting and stuff. He's like, profilers are, like, they care so much about the, like, mythology of these individual guys and make them seem like they're you know geniuses so that they can be super geniuses for finding them oh when it's really just like a lot of extrapolation and like pattern recognition but a lot of like he must be at 35 to 45 white male it's just job security it's just like only i can do this right right exactly <laughs> these people are too smart for normal cops mm-hmm which, in criminal minds, they usually are. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of something I have uh, against criminal minds, is that, like, it's so, so focused on, like, figuring out the serial killer's, like, inner life. Hmm. And it's like, they're killing people. I don't care about them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so this Catherine Drummond woman, um, she goes up to Sherlock and she's like, oh, hi, Sherlock. It's good to see you. How's not doing heroin going? And he's like, great, this is Joan. She keeps me from doing heroin. <laughs> I mean, she she says the, like, you know, southern version of that kind of, where she's like, I heard, I'm glad to see you back on your feet. I heard you had some some issues in London. Sherlock's like, yeah, this is Joan. She helps those issues from reoccurring. We're talking about heroin, right? <laughs> Sherlock's like, you can't make me feel ashamed. I have no shame. Mm-hmm. I've decided to not be shamed anymore. So Catherine is like, well, I need to do a search... Get your captain to coordinate a search. And Sherlock's like, oh, well, why don't you talk to um, Ennis's sister? I mean, she might know something about where he's going. Oh, wait. His whole family hates you, don't they? Because of your book. Oh. And she's like, great. Bye. They all know that you are a stinky, poopy pant person. Mm-hmm. So apparently um, what Drummond had done was she, in her... Um, she, Because she had written the profile about Ennis, but she'd also written a book about him. Because, of course, he's so fascinating and interesting that you, he's worth learning more about and writing a book about. So everyone can get make him nice and famous. She's just a money grubber. Yeah, she's always grubbing money. She grubs that money. She grubs it. Why doesn't she grary it? <laughs> so, um... In her book, she speculated, or in her profile, she speculated that Ennis had been sexually abused. But in her book, she was like, yeah, a neighbor told me it was true. And apparently the family was like, not happy with that at all. Sherlock and the captain go in to talk to um, the sister. And uh, she's like, I didn't want him to get, I didn't want him to 
give me his kidney, but like the list is so long and I wanted I wanted no part of him inside me. Yeah. He's just, evil. Yeah. And um and then she's like, Oh, Catherine Drummond's on the case. Good. I'm glad she's helping. I'm not mad at her at all. She's so pretty and helpful. Yeah. So now Joan goes to her apartment to uh, talk to the landlord about, you know, the subletters' raucous behavior. Mm. And the radiator is whistling again, so he's repairing it. And then he's like, so Joan, um, your subletters filmed a porno in your Yeah, he, he goes about this the, the most roundabout way. Mm-hmm. He's like, right, you know the family upstairs? Well, their teenage boy was looking at some filthy videos online. And some he, websites. And, and he noticed... Well, one. No, he didn't even notice. The mom like went in his search history and also watched everything that he. Oh watched. yeah, yeah. That's that's what you got to do. You got to know everything your kid's seen. Mm. What fetishes are your child is your child developing? Yeah. Oh god, it's so embarrassing when your parents find out that you've been looking at porn or that you looked up when you were. The same age as her, the the actress in a series of unfortunate events with Jim Carrey. You just typed her name and then naked, um, but then nothing came up. But then your mom checked your history and she noticed it. And then your dad had to come in and talk to you about. Sometimes, son, it's better to just use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and then you learn how you can delete your browsing history. <laughs> And then you turn 26. <laughs> what actress was that? What? The girl from a series of unfortunate events movie. She was cute. The young, which? The, yes, the, the, the young girl that I looked up when I was a young boy. You were like 10 and she was like 10. Yeah, I mean, I think she was a couple years older than me, because mm. that's what I was into. Wow. So I was like 11, and she was like 14. Wow, yeah. little Anakin Padme situation. <laughs> so yeah, this kid has uh, seen some, some pornographic films that were filmed in Joan's apartment. Oh. Or just one, but it was filmed in Joan's apartment. and so. but, but he watched it six times. <laughs> so she's getting evicted. So she comes in, she comes to the police station to, to uh, meet Sherlock, and he's lying. <laughs> Her landlord is trying to pull out of the lease. <laughs> so Joan meets Sherlock at the police station, and he's lying on his back on the table, and she's like, hello. And he's like, wow, something must be wrong. You haven't asked me about why I'm lying on the table, even though I'm very random <laughs> and interesting. And I am, this is funny because it's the episode right after Captain is like, wow, every, you don't, you surround yourself by people who are concerned with you, mm-hmm. what are, what you're doing and what, yeah. And he's like, wow, you must really be, this meeting must not have gone well because you're not asking why I'm lying on the table. Yeah. Ask me questions about myself, John. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, uh, somebody, my, my subletter did porno in my apartment. It's disgusting. Gross. The only people that should be having sex in that apartment are me. Or I guess the subletter is yeah. also allowed to have sex. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, oh no, strangers had sex on your couch. But this guy could have with strangers. Right. Who he's also basically a stranger. Yeah. It's one thing to know that it's happening. It's another to see it happen, I guess. Mm. And let everybody else see it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I only live in places that have 
have had porn made in them. Oh, really? Yeah. Even this apartment? Uh Uh-huh. All three rooms. Oh, damn. So the bathroom is safe. Oh, God, no. (laughs) So Sherlock, fine. I'll bite. Why are you lying on the table? What you doing? He's looking at the stars. But he's inside. He's inside. He's arranged on the ceiling a little map of Manhattan out of tape and the Cassiopeia uh, constellation constellation that Shadir is in or part of, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shadir. Mm -hmm. And he's like, so these stars uh, correlate with parts of manhattan and you know this if this one is the first killings then all the next ones are going to be in these other star locations and joan is like oh so have you told the captain what you've discovered and he's like yeah but it doesn't matter because it's code that's supposed to be cracked this is too easy for me sherlock because i'm smart yeah but it's a red herring mm mm-hmm it's a red herring and joan is like hey so it seems like you like really don't like Catherine Drummond. Like, more than just you hate profiles. It seems like you really, really hate her. And Sherlock says, Yes, we had sex. Of course we did. Obviously. It's clearly what you're getting at. I know that's what you're asking. And yes, I have sex all the time, Joan. And she's one of the people I had sex with. We've had peepus to veepus contact. (laughs) He storms into Captain's office. And Um, he's like, yes, we've had sex. (laughs) Captain is like, why the heck would you tell me? But anyway, no, so Sherlock says his theory of like, no, this guy is not gonna do the Cassiopeia thing. He's gonna lay low and change his appearance, and then he's gonna pop back up and start doing the serial crimes that he did before. And Captain is in a meeting with Catherine Darmond at the time, mm-hmm. and he's like, thanks for barging in, Sherlock. Um, Are you done? Because that's exactly what she just said. So, oh, what? We're on the same page? Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, I didn't realize that you had that level of thinking. I guess you have been exposed to my methods. So <laughs> whenever somebody figures something out that he thinks he's special for figuring out, he's like, oh, you really have been paying attention to yeah. me. I love I love when Bell's like, there was a whole department that was solving crimes before you ever came along. <laughs> yeah. So earlier this week, I listened to some podcasts of um, other... Because I, I just like to Google, like, elementary podcasts mm-hmm. every once in a while. It's hard because, like, elementary school-level podcasts will come up a lot. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not trying to learn the ABCs. I'm trying to learn about Elemental P, the show. And there's this one there's this one Sherlock podcast called The Baker Street Babes that's, like, very well done. They, ha- they talk about the Sherlock canon kind of more generally. And they did an episode when the elementary um, pilot came out. Mm-hmm. And... I, I was kind of frustrated listening to it because I was like, yeah, the pilot's not as good. You got to keep watching it. <laughs> but like there was no other episodes that had come out. Anyway, so um, they were like, you know, it's interesting. You kind of wonder like, why is he here? Why does it have to be Sherlock that does this? Because, you know, in the olden days of the original Sherlock, he was kind of like a forensics guy before there was forensics. But now it's all stuff that like the police would have figured out anyway, eventually. And he's just, like, kind of doing it slightly faster and being a smart little boy about it. Mm-hmm. And I was listening and I was kind of like, you know, this is a good point. But also, like, he's there because he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't... He he does, in, in later episodes, like, he has um, discoveries that, like, other people wouldn't be able to make. Like, I think the IV one, mm-hmm. I think no, people wouldn't... Nobody would have figured that out as 
definitely as quickly. It would have been a while of crime scene processing. But um, I just think it's fun. It's like, I don't mind that he's like sort of redundant because mm-hmm. he's just fun to watch and I dislike him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is he there? Because he's bored. <laughs> this is his hobby. Yeah. Anyway, so this is this is a good example of that too, of like, he's like, I did it because I'm very smart. And someone else in the room is like, yeah, I'm also smart. Yeah. We, fi- we figured it out as well. It's kind of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, gu- good. <laughs> um. I also just, it was interesting listening to that um, podcast because they were really, they um, knew a lot about like the Arthur Conan Doyle canon and like a lot of other versions of of Sherlock. And um, they were really uh, interested in, in a lot of that. And it made me realize that I don't, I don't watch this show because it's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I watch it because it's a cool, it's a fun Johnny Lee Miller character and a fun Lucy Liu character. And it is cool that he's a detective and he's really smart and stuff, but. I, I like the elementary Reddit. Like, people will be like, "What are the other connections? Like, he plays the violin and he does this and that. Like, wh- what other things make him like like the Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock?" And I'm just like, I don't, I wouldn't care. <laughs> they put in no references to the the old canon. I think I I like the way that they do it in that any references aren't really like an Easter egg. They're just like the things that would still make sense for a guy in the 21st century to yeah. s- like care about. And like to do if he was like slightly eccentric and didn't care that like single stick is not a popular <laughs> sport. Anyway, back to the show. So we cut to a convenience store. How convenient. Store. <laughs> yes. And um, Ennis is in Unabomber cosplay. Um, he's got a, he's in the like baseball cap with the hood up with the sunglasses and a jacket over the hood. It's like a very like in disguise outfit. It's Marvel incognito. Uh-huh. Except plus a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. And um he's behind uh this blonde young blonde woman in the in line and she like turns around and looks at him and then like turns around and looks at him again and sees the gun and she's like, Ah and he shoots the guy behind the counter mm-hmm. and the other woman in the store who's a black woman and he says to this blonde woman who's like his victim type, he's like, would you mind taking a photo of me with your phone? And he holds up the his picture of like the picture of him in the newspaper and he like takes off his disguise. And um, yeah, and the newspaper says um, like Ellis strikes again. Peeler See, strikes again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So and he like cheeses for the picture, um, obviously. And so <laughs> they're on the scene now. And the captain is like, you two said that he would lay low and change his appearance and go after young blondes. You're 0 for 3. <laughs> what the heck? What is, what's wrong with your brains? Why are you so dumb? <laughs> and um, the uh, the profiler is like, well, that doesn't mean that my profile was wrong just because he hasn't done anything for my profile. You know, he, he's probably, <laughs> he, he took the money from the register because he needs to go on the run and then he'll start doing the stuff that I said. And Sherlock's just like, it doesn't, you're not right. Just say you were incorrect. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And this is this is interesting because, like, I think he's, like, willing to sacrifice his ability to be right all the time because he had the same theory that she did where he's like, I have to revise my theory. Yeah, Sherlock does that all the time. I mean, there, there are a couple times where he's like, mm, this doesn't make sense and I still think I'm kind of right. Yeah. But, but often he's just like, yeah, well, I, I made a... 
deduction based on the observations, and now I've observed more, mm-hmm. and my deductions have changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, um, so he's like, he's not... He's not trying to get money because he wouldn't rob, you know, if he was going to rob something, he would rob a bank or something, not a convenience store. Right. Or at least a store with more money in the cash register than that. So he's like, I don't, I, I don't think he's, I, I think we're just wrong. I think he's sending a message with this. I don't know what the message is, but he's sending a message. I don't know if it was because I had seen this episode before, but I was like, it seems like the message is kind of really clear. Very clear. I was thinking the same thing. Like, he kills everyone except the victim type. Right. I mean, like, yeah. Exactly. And and and, and he has the, the victim take a photo of him mm-hmm. with his his picture in the newspaper. Like, he, he's very clearly being like, look what I did here. Yeah. And look what I didn't do here. Right. Exactly. Um. But we're not in the TV show. We're watching the show. So maybe it's more, it's less obvious when you're in it. Maybe I'm just smarter than Sherlock Holmes. Maybe we're both smarter than Sherlock Holmes. Sounds right to me. So um, Joan continues with her B plot. She goes to her apartment when the subletter is there. And she's like, hey, why'd you form a, why'd you film a porn? (laughs) And he's like, sorry, I'm sorry. I needed the money. I told you I was going to film a documentary, and I was going to, but I needed the money. I needed the money. So I had to go back to filming porn. And then he's like, this is all so messed up. I was going to ask you out after. After you took the apartment back. Which I'm like, dude, you still can. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like he showed himself in the video. (laughs) She doesn't know. That your penis is like a Pringle. Joan returns to the brownstone, and Sherlock is there with all these papers spread out around him on the floor. And he's like, I'm trying to um, figure out what the message is, what Ennis is doing, and I am being not successful. (laughs) And Joan is like, she picks up something that he's drawn a little um, devil horns and... uh, Mustache, mustache and goatee and eyebrows and yeah um he's drawn that on Catherine drummond of course and she's like wow very mature and he was like it was originally just a mustache <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's a very um it's a staple of graffiti to draw the devil face oh yeah that's like classic middle school mm-hmm the, the horns, mustache, beard, little devil tail coming out from the bottom. Uh huh. What would you? What do you think would be a new a new way to graffiti somebody's face to make them look bad? I just write MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> Get a red pen and draw a big um, hat on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is where we notice that Sherlock is wearing a horizontal striped button up um, shirt, which I think is very cute. Yes, we both noticed. Yeah. It's, I think it's a refreshing look, and we both noticed it. Yeah. I always notice what characters are wearing, mm-hmm. and I remember also what they're saying and doing. Yeah. Yeah. You watch the show, and you retain it, and then you need to go on the podcast, and, we, and you say lots of smart words. Who are you? <laughs> so, um, anyway. So, Joan is like, I looked up Catherine Drummond, and I found that she wrote an article about you. About Sherlock? Mm-hmm. What was it called? The Deductionist. Oh, like the episode title. Like the episode title. And kind of like the mentalist, but deductionist. Yeah, that was my first thought when I saw the deductionist. Mm-hmm. So Sherlock is like, yeah, I, you know, I thought that Catherine was a promising 
detective, investigator. So I was trying to tutor her in my methods. And it turns out she wasn't being tutored. She was just taking notes on me and, you know, oh, how weird I am and smart and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and how big my peeper is. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's why he felt kind of betrayed when she wrote this article about him. But also because in the article, she predicted that he would struggle with addiction. And he did. And he did. Yes. <laughs> and he did. I don't know if you remember. Uh-huh. Why is Joan there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Joan is like, so what? She predicted one thing about you. Who cares? You can be anything you want to be. You can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. It's not, you got clean. And he's like, yeah, she predicted I would self-destruct. That's how I would go out. Mm. Joan is like, well, then don't. Yeah. I like this moment. I think Joan is being um, a good friend in this moment. She's like sticking up for him. And she's like, you know, so what? She predicted your addiction. You know, whatever. You're better than that now. Yeah, whatever. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. She's a New Yorker. So she talks like that. Forget about it, Sherlock. <laughs> um, so they go back to the precinct and the captain is like, so Catherine, the fuck? What the fuck? Why is this? There's nothing's happening the way you're... You're, you're supposed to be an expert. Yeah, you're supposed you to be. You are a pro filer. <laughs> you're not an expert. You're, you're not even a, a V-spurt. You're like a, a B-spurt <laughs> at best. And she's like, I admit it's confusing. His, his activity is confusing. And Joan says, what if the chaos is the point? What? What? Maybe... The Maybe there's order in the chaos. Maybe the idea is to confuse. Oh, oh you want to know how I got these confusion? <laughs> Trying to make a Joker reference. Yeah, I, I got it. So um, I was barely there, but I got it. Do you have to criticize me? Yeah. Okay. So this is Joan. Joan's a detective. She's an investigator. She's a deducer. She's working on it. She's working on it secretly. She's got, she's got the. Smarts for it. She's got to go all in. That's my opinion. So it's at this point that Detective Bell comes in with a phone. And he's like, Ennis called the station. Uh-oh. He wants to speak with the head of the case. Head of the task force. So the captain is like, hello, it's me. The captain. The captain. And Ennis is like, so, Catherine Drummond's there, huh? And captain's like, just talk. And he's like, so, Catherine, I thought I would explain what I've been up to. And Sherlock's like, no need. We figured you out. <laughs> so we got it. Thanks. I just love it because it's like demystifying him. It's yeah. like, yeah, no, you're not You're not that special. Sherlock's like, I'm not having this. Yeah. Nope. Ooh, you called us. You're a fancy boy. Ooh, we're going to hang up on you. Um, and he's like, you hate Miss Drummond because she, she solved you. And you want to show that you're not... Uh, Solvable. You're not a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. What? No one can solve you. A Rubik's Cube. Is solvable. It's, I see. It's so- I see. Um, and Ennis is like, oh, Mr. Deductionist, great to hear you. And because um, he read everything that Catherine wrote and uh, he recognized the accent, you know. Yeah. Catherine only wrote about one British man ever. Mm-hmm. Well, makes sense. One crime solving British man. Well, that's a great point. <laughs> Ennis says he's not mad at Catherine for solving him. He's mad at her for disparaging his family and saying that, you know, his father abused him um, when it's not true, uh, according to Ennis. 
And it's like, I was totally messed up with absolutely no help from my parents. Thank you very much. I did it all by myself. I'm a self-fucker-upper. Yeah. And um, apparently his his father died of suicide very soon after the book came out because it was so detrimental to the family. And his mom died shortly after that, you know. And um, so he's like, you know, so so I'll stop killing everybody um, if you give me Catherine Dermond. And I'm like... Sounds like a fair deal. And Sherlock's like, sounds like a fair deal. <laughs> How does that sound like a fair deal? Well, he doesn't like her. So there, you know. I mean, he wouldn't give up Joan. But Catherine? Yeah, whatever. Oh, Sherlock doesn't like Catherine. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, you can't give someone to somebody else well, to kill them. We've already said they don't negotiate that way, though. We don't negotiate with terrorists or serial killers. No, we do not. Remember, because that guy was like, bring me my son. Yeah. And the parents were like, okay. And then the police were like, no. Yeah, we don't just trade. We don't do that. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, there's no there's no guarantee that he would do anything. That he would stop doing what he was doing at all. If they gave him Catherine. <laughs> no, not, not in the least. He would be like, give me Catherine so I can murder her and then continue serial murdering. I mean, what? What? Hmm? Something else. Uh, what? I'll totally stop. Yeah, I'll be, once I do this one, I'll be good. For at least a, a whole a, 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 a minute. Couple hours, probably. I could stretch it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he hangs up the phone and um, they track his cell phone to his creepy lair where he has all these sewing mannequins that he's put women's undergarments and news clippings on and stuff. And uh, this, is a, this is another Criminal Minds thing, I think. Kind of, uh, Sherlock is like, well, this place is useless. And Catherine Dorman is like, no, this is like standing inside of his mind. We'll get so much insight into who he is. We're standing inside that criminal mind. <laughs> and Sherlock is like, no, because this is what he used to think like. And, you know, he's changing himself up. That's the whole point. Also, he clearly wanted us to find this place where he wouldn't have left his cell phone. Right. He might not be a super genius, but he's not a fucking idiot. Right. Exactly. So, um, as they're leaving the this creepy lair, Sherlock is like, So, Catherine, like, your book said that you had found a neighbor that Ennis had confided in about sexual abuse to, like, confirm your suspicions. Is that real? Like, was did you make that neighbor up? And Catherine is like, how about you shut up? Because I was right. And shut up. That's all. Sherlock's like, um, I think your pants are on fire, you liar liar. Yeah. So they're back at the brownstone and Sherlock is thinking to Joan like out loud, you know, he's like, do you think she would have, you think she's so, uh, you know, attached to being correct? She would have ruined a family to, to just not look wrong. And, um. Yes, I do. <laughs> and she's. I think he's kind of thinking like, you know, how, how how right is she? Is she always correct? Because he's worried that she'll be right about him. And Jonah's like, okay, so she predicted your addiction, but she didn't pre predict that you would make a friend. And Sherlock just like looks at her and she's like, me. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me, idiot. Sherlock's like, what friend? <laughs> yeah. And Joan is like, look, the only thing anybody can predict about anybody with any certainty is that they'll change. And you've done that. So what you watching? Oh, God. And he's watching the porn. Oh, he hasn't changed one bit. He's like, I thought it would relax me. He's always watching porn. <laughs> and he's like, this porn doesn't relax me because the continuity errors are atrocious. If I was you, I wouldn't be mad that they filmed a porn, but that they did it so shoddily. <laughs> 
uh, and he's like, see this, this, uh, shot, it says 1115. And then the next shot, it says one o'clock and then it's back to 1115. It's, it's so, un- it's so, so poorly done. And then there's a part in the porno where the guy is like in the kitchen and he pulls a spatula out of the drawer and he's like, mm, and like runs off to use it. And Sherlock is like, you should get a new spatula, by the way, <laughs> if you haven't already. John's like, I'm getting a new everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, she notices something in the corner with the radiator. Um, and she's like, hmm. And then it's the next morning. And um, Sherlock is his wonderful, lovely self waking Watson up by screaming, Watson! Morning. And he says there was a there was a disturbance at Patricia Ennis's house, so we have to go right now. It's very important. And he's like he's in a real hurry, so he grabs an outfit for Joan out of the closet and sets them aside for her. And I'm pretty sure she is not wearing those clothes when we cut <laughs> to when she, they go to Patricia Ennis's house. I think she's she's like I can dress myself, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it turns out that the disturbance at her house was just her neighbors threw a brick through her window because they figured out that she was, you know, the sister of this terrible serial killer guy. And then they're in her house and, and Joan's kind of looking around and she's like, hmm, that's weird because she's got cheese puffs and licorice and all this other food that Joan is like, all this stuff is like the worst stuff to eat if you have kidney problems. Like- Cheese puffs go straight to your kidney. <laughs> and like there's wine and like all all these other things that have like specific chemicals in them that are that lead to renal decline. And kidney beans. Anti kidney beans. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like antipasta. Mm-hmm. There's anti kidney beans. Anti kidney beans. And Sherlock looks around and he sees this cup in her um in the sink that he sniffs and he's like, hmm. Smells like frankincense and carrot seed drink in a cup. And then he opens the the drawer or opens the cabinet and there's all these essential oils in there. More like unessential oils. Am I right, ladies? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Those were my ladies. (laughs) They'll agree with anything you say. Am I right, ladies? We don't listen to you. Oh. So anyway, Sherlock is like, hey, wait a minute. She's got these essential oils and she's been drinking them, which, fun fact, you're not supposed to do. What? People don't always know that, but you're really not supposed to eat essential oils, no matter what. You're supposed to cook with them. No. No. You You just rub them on you and people think that's supposed to heal you? No. What do you do with them? You just smell them. You... How is smell supposed to cure my butt cancer? It doesn't. Just makes you feel more calm about your butt cancer. I'd rather just smoke pot. Okay. Well, you can. Thank you. You're welcome. So, yeah, fun fact about uh, essential oils. You're really not supposed to ingest them. And um, so so they're like, hey, wait a minute. These are all anti-kidney foods. So they're starting to formulate a theory about Patricia. Ennis. And we cut to her hospital room and Drummond is in there and she's like, I'm sorry to your family. I did. I made up that source. It was a lie. There's no neighbor. And she gets a call, but she she turns it off. She doesn't answer it, which is a classic about to be murdered move. (laughs) I feel like. 
And um, the sister is like, Catherine, Catherine, come closer. It's hard for me to stab you from here. I need to, I need to stab you in the throat, but I'm so weak. Come closer. Come closer. She's got these like scissors in her hand. Like, where were the scissors? You know, hospital scissors. Hospital scissors. I guess there are things you need to cut with scissors in a hospital. Anyway, so luckily, Bell picks up his phone because he knows how not to get murdered. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Sherlock, what's up? And Sherlock's like, "She, the sister conspired with Ennis. She's in on it. She ruined her kidneys on purpose. And Bell runs into the hospital room and, and Catherine Drummond is on the floor. It's too late. With a stab wound in her neck. Her throat's been slit. And... That's it. You know, there's no coming back from that. And that's the episode. <laughs> the sister is like, okay, you can you can arrest me now. I made my parents proud. Right. So it turns out that the sister did not accept Catherine Drummond's apology. And it was too little too late. Oh. And apparently Ennis had, you know, snuck in a cell phone into the um, prison and, and called her last year or so um, to be like, sis, I have a plan to take down Catherine Drummond. And the sister was like, I love it. I'm in. I'm I'm in. I've got nothing to live for. I hate my kidneys. <laughs> I wish I had fewer of them, honestly. But I guess, wait. So when you get a kidney transplant, do you have three kidneys? No. You're getting a transplant because your kidney is garbage, so they take out your garbage kidney. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd be nice to just get an extra one. But not, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have two hearts. Don't, don't give me another kidney unless I need it. So, of course, it's, the, it's near the end of the episode that Catherine Drummond's been shot. I mean, been stabbed in the neck. So she's in surgery. She'll probably be fine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she's not going to die. This is how elementary works. People don't die. They get killed, but they don't die <laughs> from it. Um, nobody gets murdered to death at the end of the shows. No. If you want to die, you better be in the first few minutes. Mm-hmm. Or completely unnamed. Mm-hmm. And like only in for in the show for 30 seconds. Yeah. So yeah, so now Ennis calls again. And he's like, hey, Captain, just wanted to let you know I'm smart. Haha, you'll never catch me. Goodbye. Forever. Click. Why does he call? Wait, I think he's just calling to, to rub it in. But he's also like, don't even worry about tracing me because... I've rerouted my phone through uh, several IPs and... I'm bouncing the signal all over the world. So no way to triangulate my rectangle. Mm -mm. Let me tune this radio. Yeah, I thought he was... I thought that had to do with, like, mixing the signal Mm -hmm. that was coming from. But no, he was just turning the dial on his radio. He was just scrolling through. He's like, well, I'm not going to be on the phone all night. (laughs) i got to find something to listen to. Better locate some good tunes. Yeah, this is such a, like, who does this? Nobody. But Sherlock needed some way to figure out where he was. Right. It's yeah, sure, sure I couldn't be like, oh, I recognize those crickets that are only indigenous to... Yeah. Crime shows do this a lot where, like, somebody will be, like, leaving a message and a train goes off in the background. Like, that train only runs at blah, blah, blah. And this time, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, what are the coincidences? There's a there's a time, a lo- uh, several episodes from now, where somebody is um, recording a blackmail thing and the distinctive sound of his door closing... Is what gets them. And it's like, you wouldn't close the door before you start recording the blackmail? <laughs> really? <laughs> Dude, there's also an episode where at, at, at the end, 
there turned out to be like a, a secret hidden camera and, and the guy was wearing a hazmat suit. And then at the end, he took off his his hat. You're like, aha, we knew it was you. It's like, why would he take that off in the house at all? Right. Like just to breathe. People in TV shows that are disguised love to rip off their disguises mm-hmm. as soon as possible, which, you know what, seemed really um, improbable mm-hmm. when I was watching it. But now that I have to walk around with a mask on for like hours at a time. <laughs> It makes a lot of sense. Like, I definitely do that where I'm just like, gotta take this off the second I can. It's hard to breathe. It's not hard to breathe, but I don't like to smell my own breath. It's the smell of my sweat that gets to me. Yeah, well, because most of the time I'm I'm, I'm either walking for miles with Balto or I'm at work lifting heavy things. Yeah. And I'm always like, what is that smell? Oh, it's me. (laughs) Face body odor. It's my face sweat. Great. Salty. So Sherlock heard this call and hears the radio scrolling through in the background of it. And he goes to the hospital radio and he's like playing around with it for a second. He's like, hmm. Signal's kind of weak. I gotta check something out. Bye. And so he runs away. So Sherlock has figured out where Ennis is. And he visits him. And he's like, knock, knock, hello. It's just me. I don't understand where Ennis went for him to like leave and come back and Sherlock's there. He went, he went grocery shopping. He went grocery shopping. And and for those of you that are a little confused because that was a confusing explanation, Sherlock is in Ennis's home and Ennis comes home and finds Sherlock there. Yeah, it's not his home, but it's the it's the he house. He comes that, back. It's the place but, he's hiding out at. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying you saying Sherlock goes knock knock hello is confusing because he doesn't do that. <laughs> right. He sneaks into an empty building. Yes, yes, yes. And then Ennis comes back in. And so Sherlock explains that while Ennis was tuning the radio, he scrolled past the Columbia University radio station, which has a pretty small outreach, and an even smaller radio station of the Greek language radio station. Mm-hmm. Which has just like a teeny tiny broadcast. Yeah, for the like four Greeks in New York. Right. And so the overlap of those two radio stations is really small. And there's only so many foreclosed homes. And this one was condemned or something. Yeah. And so he's like, this is the one. Here you are. And so... Um, so I, I got here five hours ago and <laughs> found time to locate your handgun. Yeah, I don't know. Why didn't he take the handgun with him grocery shopping? It's a whole thing. So Sherlock is like, listen, the profilerist, she doesn't have a nickname like they do, but, um, you know, Catherine Drummond, she she profiled both of us. And I want to know if yours is right, because if yours is right, then maybe mine is right. But if yours is wrong, maybe mine is wrong. And Annis is like, oh, yeah, she said that you would, you were destined for self-destruction, right? And Sherlock's like, self-annihilation. Annihilation is what she said. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can we be more than our profiles? We can find out by fighting. So he's got this desk. He's standing in front of a desk, and the desk has a pair of handcuffs on it and a a gun. And he's like, Catherine said that you were chicken shit. And if you are, then you'll go for the handcuffs. But if, like I think you are, you're more than your profile, you'll try to fight me for the gun. But if you do that, I, I will fight you back, just so you know. I, I like what he says. He says, just so you know, if you reach for the gun, I will reach for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so Ennis is like, oh, you're you're terrified that she's right about you. And Sherlock is like, that and clowns. <laughs> are there any other episodes? Are there any episodes with clowns? I hope this comes back up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. 
So Ennis goes for the gun. What? And Sherlock picks up a broomstick that's nearby or something, and he whack whacks him in the pate. In the right in the pate. Well, no, he just whacks him. You're right. He smacks him in the hands so and he the, drops the gun. And then he says, "Like I'm supposed to only hit you in the pate, but rules are meant to be broken." Which single stick rules are definitely made to be broken because nobody fucking plays single stick, <laughs> so no one will care. <laughs> If you shirk the rules a little bit. Also, you're not in a tournament, Sherlock. You're in a duel for your life. Exactly. Exactly. And so now um, Sherlock and Joan and everybody have, I mean, Captain and Joan and everybody have shown up at the crime scene. And Sherlock's like, now before you get mad, I texted you as soon as he was here. So I wasn't being a rogue. I was just testing something. I just wanted to see something. And Gregson was like, well, did you learn what you had to learn? Sherlock's like, well, I won't know for years. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if Catherine was right about me self-annihilating myself, but hey, maybe in six years I'll fake my own death. <laughs> so this 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 crime, the scrime, the crime solving is all set. And now it's time for Joan to wrap up her story. We get 20 seconds of Joan being a badass. Mm-hmm. So she confronts the landlord. She's like, so there's like continuity arrows in this pornographic film that was filmed in my apartment. And the landlord's like, haha, okay. So <laughs> Joan is like, well, in some, in some shots, there's tape on the radiator. In some shots, there's not. Almost like halfway through filming, it started to whistle like it always does. And somebody came up and put tape on it like they always do. Oh. And... Like, maybe you were called up and you knew that those porny people were there and, and uh, you fixed the radiator and you didn't care. And the landlord's like, I'm not the only person with tape. Other people have tape. Could have been anybody. Yeah. I don't got no sticky fingers. <laughs> From the tape. And Jonah's like, you knew about it and you used this as an excuse to evict me because my apartment is rent controlled and you wanted to charge market price. So And also, she knows for a fact that he was there because she tracked down the actors in the film and and talked to them. And they were like, yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Forgot about that part. Yeah. And she's like, so you're going to pay for all my moving expenses and you're going to buy me a new couch. Because gross. I'm never using that couch again. <laughs> I'll never get the skin marks out. <laughs> Ew. So Sherlock and Joan are talking after the case and and Sherlock's like yeah so turns out Catherine's gonna be okay and um Joan is like and my apartment thing is is all settled is all settled and Sherlock's like yay and I got you a gift and he gives her a spatula you know he's like to replace the one that they used in the movie (laughs) and she's like oh thank you and he's like and there's more and he gives her a toothbrush (laughs) and she's like oh they didn't use my toothbrush in the movie and he's like no not in the movie and she's like what then why why are you giving it to me did you do something with my toothbrush? What did, what did you do with my toothbrush? And then the credits roll. What do you think he did to her toothbrush? I don't know. Maybe he washed, uh, maybe he scrubbed Clyde's uh, little turtle shell. Yeah, I was thinking that, or, or between his toes. Ew, yeah. Clyde's toes are so small. <laughs> Not Clyde's. <laughs> Sherlock's got stinky toes. I need to scrub. It would be pretty funny if they showed his toes on the screen. They like showed the bottoms. You freak. Of bottoms of. They would be. I think it'd be funny if you like saw both of the soles of his feet. Gross. I looked online and there aren't any, so it'd be funny if it was on the show. You're gross. 
You don't think that'd be funny? No. And then it showed him like stepping on like soft fruit or something. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have been LMNOP. Wait, we forgot questions. Oh yeah, I forgot to ask for questions on the Tumblr. On the I have a question. On the topic of serial killers. Okay. Which serial mascot would be the best serial killer? Hmm. Can Count Chocula turn into a bat? Um, I don't, no, I don't. Snap, Crackle, yeah. and Pop could probably provide each other with alibis all the time. Uh-huh, but ah, that would get, people would see through that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Who do you think would be the best serial? Sa- well, well I, I do say, I would say Snap, Crackle, and Pop are the best serial killer names. What would they do? Snap your neck, crackle your neck, and then pop your neck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so well, crackle ton- is the arsonist. <laughs> Tony the tiger. Yeah, he can I get mean, rid of all of the evidence by eating the person. He's a tiger. Mm-hmm. Look at Carol Baskins. Ugh. So you know he's 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 got a resume already. Mm-hmm. That's unsubstantiated. <laughs> Um, I don't know his name, but the guy that's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Why? Because he's fucking cuckoo. Being mentally ill doesn't make you more prone to violence, but he does have wings, so he could fly around. <laughs> Which does make you more prone to violence. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Toucan Sam. Mm-hmm. You know what you did. Um. Oh, uh, uh, the R- Tricks Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I've seen how violent he gets. How violent does he get? Well, if you YouTube Hello Generic... And pulp triction, you can see for yourself. Oh dang! Yeah, it was a video I made in 2014. Hmm, the good old days. Yeah, Pulp Fiction meets Tricks uh, the Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's pretty good. Is it? We broke a table during filming. On purpose? No. <laughs> Did you have any reason for that sketch besides the pun of the name? The pun of the name came later. Huh. Yeah, I came up with that during filming, and it wound up being the title of the film. Interesting. I'll have to watch that. If there's continuity errors, though, I'm turning it off. Oh, dude, clocks in every shot. Ugh. Do you have any <laughs> other questions about serial killers or anything else? Um, no. Okay. Um, Apple Jacks the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a question, but... It's a good thought. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you would like to ask us any questions, you can... Reach out to us at LMNOPcast on Twitter, or you can join our Discord, which is our pinned tweet on Discord. Nope, our pinned tweet on Twitter, and um, we'd be happy to, to chat with you, share some emojis with you. I am Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub B. The second B stands for Burlock Bones. <laughs> and Alec? I am Alec. That's me. And you can find me by sticking your head in the sand and screaming. We are on noisespace.xyz, uh, home of many podcasts, such as Zero to Zero, another podcast that I am on, that Alec guested on an episode of. One time. One time. And then banned. Huh? I got banned. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We hate you now. <laughs> uh, we banned all guests from the show after that. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Noisepace.xyz also has uh, podcasts such as City Girls Make Do, Jurgenit, Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses, all kinds of good good stuff on there. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, another podcast I am on. Not a threat. Just a fact about life. 
and death. Thank you to the Geists, Noah, for our song and Summer for our art of podcast. And thank you, listeners, for listening and for screaming. <laughs> this marble will keep on rolling. This marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.